Welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word, the podcast that empowers you to say fuck being fine. Tired of being stuck in a place where you say everything's fine, when it's really not fine at all? You're not alone. I'm your host, Lori Seitz. I've been there too, and so have my guests. Here's a secret. All it takes is a conscious decision to change and then restructure beliefs so your actions take you in the right direction. That's where Fine is a Four-Letter Word comes in. Each week, you'll hear inspiring stories from people who have transformed their lives and businesses and practical tips and takeaways to move you from spinning in place to forward action so you can create a life of joy. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Do you remember a time when the phone would ring and you had to answer to find out who was calling? How about when you saw that stack of presents with your name on them for Christmas or your birthday? Did you have a sixth sense that told you which one was the present you really wanted? Tracy St. Croix was one of those kids back in the 80s who just knew. Tracy revolted against all the so-called values and systems she was raised with growing up in the Midwest, such as bragging about your high school, going away to college, coming back to town and settling down, having a job you hate, where you then complain about your sicknesses and illnesses, and then you die. There had to be more. Tracy's mom passed away when she was 10, which led to Tracy and her siblings getting split up as her mom had been married twice, and the kids went with their respective fathers. These events, combined with the expectations of the educational system and the anxiety she felt to not stand out, caused her intuitive gifts to go dormant. She got a lot of pressure as a kid to say everything was fine. But fine is a four-letter word. In her young adulthood, she navigated through trauma, addiction, and societal pressures, eventually finding solace in therapy, sobriety, and spiritual exploration. Things were improving, but she couldn't say she was fine. Then the intuition came alive again. Tracy became an intuitive medium. In a moment, when you meet Tracy, you'll embark on a profound and supernatural journey through which she discovered her psychic medium abilities and what they mean for you, her experiences with spirit communication, and her endeavors in hosting an internationally acclaimed, groundbreaking podcast and upcoming streaming series called The Haunted Road Trips Show. Through her work, Tracy aims to demystify the spirit world, educate others about mediumship, and help people develop their intuitive gifts. If, like Tracy, you have this sense there's a lot more out there, that there has to be more, the five easy ways to start living the sabbatical life guide is for you. Once you read it, you'll discover a counterintuitive approach to making intentional changes in mindset and lifestyle. You'll learn how to own your feelings and your struggles so you can address them and find out how to face fears, step out of your comfort zone, and rewire your beliefs. It's only seven pages, so it won't take you long to get through. The five tactics are simple, but you could find yourself seeing things that have been there all along, except up until now, you haven't taken the time to observe. When you're ready to say fuck being fine, then this guide is the place to start. It's time to blaze your own trail and allow your curiosity to take you on a new quest. Go to zenrabbit.com right now to download it for free. 
Now let's go meet Tracy. She's got the car gassed up and we're going on a road trip. Hello and welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. My guest today, Tracy St. Croix. Welcome to the show. Fine, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious. Nobody has ever done that before. (laughs) I I, I couldn't resist on there. Hi, thanks for having me, Lori. Uh, No, I liked your original intro. (laughs) Or your original, uh, yeah, welcome. Oh, boy. Yeah. Tracy and I just recently met and we totally had a fantastic conversation board, like a pre-show conversation. And so I'm very interested in getting into what we're going to talk about today. I'm excited. I don't even know. Let's find out. (laughs) Well, let's find out. Exactly. That's how every conversation goes. I don't know exactly where it's going. We'll just find out once it unravels or unfolds, I mean. Um Love it. (laughs) Where, what were the values and beliefs you were raised with as a kid that contributed to you becoming who you are? Oh, that's an interesting question, especially the last part where you said that helped me become who I am. I contributed. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I, I, I kind of revolted against all of that. Like I had a huge revolt. Mm against most Mm -hmm. of it you know i could say like 98 percent of the so-called values and and systems and all that that i grew up with like i had to toss out the window because that just wasn't going to work for this girl like yeah Yeah. what what were some of them that you could not that didn't work for you um you need to stay in the five mile bubble i'm everybody Mm -hmm. knows what that is right yeah. So what you no, don't go outside the five mile bubble. There's a boogeyman out there and you just need to stay here because the boogeyman's not here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Where were you raised? I would I'm a what Midwesterner um, okay. originally from St. Louis. OK, so very much. I, I was raised very, you know, um, and I think a lot of people, not just Midwesterners can associate with this, but very Midwestern values like. You know, you, um, you know, you go to school and, you know, you brag about your high school and then maybe you go to college and then you come back to your hometown and then you meet somebody and you get married and you have kids and you work this job and you probably don't like it, but you do it anyway. And maybe you get to take that big trip to Paris one day and then you come back and then you get sick. And then you complain about all your sicknesses and your illnesses, and then you die. That's so true. (laughs) It's funny, but it's true. It is. It's like, (gasps) and sad. I was like, I don't like, there has to be more to this gig than that bullshit. (laughs) Like, Mm mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, like, and and I mean, I want to say too, like, I didn't grow up in like some horrible family or anything, but just, just the dynamics and the systems that were in play there were not going to work for this girl. Like, no. Yeah. It's always fascinating to me to talk to people like you who break the mold, really. Yeah. Like, because if everybody in your family for generations was doing that and then you come along, like what inspired you? to think that you could be different. I don't, I don't mean that like, like 
how did you break out of that when you didn't have a role model for it? I guess is what I'm saying. You know, it was one of those, it was, it was just this, almost this compulsion. And, and that I don't, I don't really, I, I don't really know where it, it came from. I do and I don't. I had, um, my mother passed when I was 10 and she was very entrepreneurial. And, and her side of the family was a little bit more adventurous than my father's side of the family in life. We'll put it that way. But, you know, her dying when I was 10, it didn't leave a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For me to go on for the rest of my life. But I always felt this, like, there's a bigger world out there. And, like, there's fun to be had. And there's cool people And, like, there has to be more than this bullshit. Like, there has Mm -hmm. to be. Like, it was just, it was just like, go find out. Uh Uh-huh. So then what did that develop? Like, how did that play out, uh, you know, when you were, so you were 10, you, your mom passes away, like... Oh, yeah. Like, whole family. that that must have thrown your entire life into turmoil. Yeah, I mean, the whole family goes kaboom, right, as as it would normally. And me and my siblings got split up. So half of us. Oh, geez. yeah. Half, you know, half, half of us, you know, me and my older sibling went with our father and my two younger siblings went with their father. My mother had married twice. And, you know, the what the the conditions that I grew up with my mother in were not the conditions that I had with my father. And it was just a whole new shitstorm of. Mm dynamics and and just it was it was you know it was i need you to say you're fine but i was so not fucking fine Mm. i was so not fucking fine look did you go did they put you in therapy fuck no it's 1988 89 okay right still i'll 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 tell you this um it was I and I was never present for these conversations, but I always figured that they happened and later on in life I did get confirmation that they did happen. That other other family members and concerned friends of the family had approached, you know, my father and and other members of the family and were like, um, yeah, these girls probably need therapy. And, you know, it was the typical mid-century man family response, mm-hmm. post-World mm-hmm. War II bullshit of, we'll just solve this in the family. We'll keep this in mm-hmm. the family. Which yeah. pretty much meant we ain't going to do shit about it. Right. We'll just not talk about it and it will go away on its own. Exactly. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to pretend it's not happened. Everybody pretend everything is normal. I need you to act like you're fine. And we're not going to talk yeah. about it. It was just one something that happened and now now it's not happening. Yeah. All right. Then. Yeah. <laughs> how did this how did this progress? Because cool. at some point, <laughs> obviously, you got some help because but but what happened before you did that? Well, I mean, it doesn't take a psychic to figure out what happened. I mean, you know, I I was also at at that point, you know, 80s babies, we were we were latchkey. You know, yeah. we were, you know, I consider myself, you know, half to 75% feral drinking out of a hose. <laughs> you know, the street light was my clock. 
cleaning woods yes. and getting in cars with people you shouldn't have been and just all kind you know like we were just out there on the loose right and, feral i love it you know after that you hit teenage you know teenage years and all the hormones kick in and all of that and of course it was turning to drugs and alcohol and anything that would numb the pain mm. pretty much yeah. and it was the 90s right and then some point because you're not still doing that how did again like you you did something different to make a different path for yourself what was what was the incentive there the turning point i i mean there there was a lot of what i like to call um synchronistic events lined up in my favor and i took advantage of the opportunity and uh you know it it started off with um, a dare at one of my friend's weddings here in Austin to move here. And I did. In mm-hmm. two months, I'd packed up my stuff and moved to Austin. And, you know, I was here for about three years. And then I was like, you know what, girl? You know, the geographical change doesn't work. <laughs> like, your problems <laughs> are still here because you're your problem. Uh, right, right. You are still here. Yeah. You are still you. You are yeah. still you and you are still creating this shit. What's that What's that saying? Wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. And so, you know, I was very lucky that I was able to get sober and get into a 12-step program and start to got into therapy, been in therapy for many, many years now. Um, my therapist is also a shamanic practitioner so she recognized my abilities and she helped you know encouraged developing them and 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 it's kind of how I got here (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a big part so I just took I just said yes to opportunities really okay because I was not like I was not gonna thrive in in the environment I was like I needed I needed a bigger pot. I had outgrown my pot. And so mm-hmm. I needed to be taken out and replanted in healthier, bigger soil with a lot more room to grow my root. Yeah. What are you like? What are you doing now that you can look back on and go, yeah, this had this, the roots, if we're going to go with the plant analogy that the roots came from, um, you know, maybe reaching back to childhood. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, I, I mean, the roots totally reached back to to childhood, but it was also about, you know, creating a story that hadn't been created in my family successfully. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah. about, you know, um, facing, you know, mental illness, whatever it been you know, depression, addiction, whatever it is, your own stuff and healing that and choosing to recognize and take responsibility because we all have responsibility in our lives and then consciously choosing to create something new and better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, um, what has been the result of that? Like has, have you, Obviously, you've influenced clients and other people around you. What kind of reception or influence did that have in your family? 
Like, were people respectful of that or were they like, you're crazy? I mean, it was, they probably thought it, you were crazy it, anyway. Yeah, it, it kind of, um, um, you know, when one person heals in a family, a lot of the other family that's, that's still like sick and in their own stuff doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, because now they have a mirror. They they got you know yeah. they've got somebody reflecting back to them like, yeah, you can get over your stuff too, and you can you can get healed, and then who knows it kicks in their own insecurities and shame and doubt and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. you know there were there were um I had really really supportive people, and what I learned in early sobriety was you know stick with the supportive people. Right. Look for the like, mm-hmm. look for the smiling faces in the audience. Look for those people who are cheering you. Look for those people who are being with you. The other people like. They're going to be who they're going to be. Mm-hmm. You can't change, fix or heal them. So you might as well be with the people who are cheering you on and wanting to see what's better for you and helping you and you helping them. Yeah. yeah and, you know, exactly. learned a lot in AA. Like, I can't. You know, if, if that's the life that they wanted to live, well, then then so be it. I love mm-hmm. you, but I love me more. So I'm going to go choose better. Yes. Yes. Ugh, that's that was one of the blessings of AA. I learned like I can love you, but I can also love me more. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 My loving myself more does not mean does not um, diminish how much love I have for you. Yeah. And I'm going to take care of me in order to be able to still love you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have um you have some special abilities that I know we all have, but we all have not everyone has developed them. Right. Talk to me about those. Um well, I I am what they call a psychic medium. And a damn good one at that if I must say so myself. Yes. Um, Claim it. I know. Well, I I really am. You know, they say the writing is written on the wall. Sometimes we just don't see it. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was true for me in my childhood and growing up. And, you know, just being aware of information a lot. I remember, you know, knowing who was calling before the phone rang. And this is, you know, when we just had landlines. You know, mm-hmm. no caller mm-hmm. ID and, you know, like I would, I would just know when things were going to happen. Like I might not have been able to articulate them in a, in a mm-hmm. logistic, logistical or cognitive way, but I knew, like I knew the feeling. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the, the form of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I would always know about like which present under the Christmas tree was that one thing that I wanted. Right. <laughs> um, I- you know, from from like really really small small things to like big 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 things, I I would be aware of as a child. And my some of my family thought it was entertaining. A lot of them didn't want to entertain that. Was like that's not what we do in this family. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. Yada yada yada. Did you know? Did you ever have a time when you? I mean, it sounds like maybe after your mom passed and you were a rebel. I mean, you're still a rebel, but I mean, when you were like getting yourself in trouble for being a rebel, um, 
did you were you burying those abilities because they weren't accepted? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I. You know, uh, it's really typical, especially when kids start going to school in any kind of group format, whether it's preschool, kindergarten, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're taught more to use their logic mind, ABCs, one, two, threes, colors, and all that kind of stuff. The emotion of the situation gets pushed to the side. So not only was that sort of happening, but then also, you know, the trauma of losing losing my mother. But it didn't shut down my gifts completely. What I say is, like, they went dormant, and I would still get bubbles of things. I would know things, but I wouldn't, you know, I would just go, oof, I just, I feel really good about that, or I don't feel so good about that, or I would have a lot of precog dreams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really understand them, but it's not nearly, you know, it was just kind of what I like to say. It was running in the background, but I didn't know how to use it. Yeah. Yeah. That's somewhat similar to one of my past guests, Bridget Baker, is an animal communicator. Uh And she said the same thing when she was very young. Everybody thought it was cute. Bridget talks to animals. And then as she got into school, she got bullied and socialized to not use these talents and buried them until recently. Now she's in her fifties. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they, they came out loud and proud, like pretty much the second I decided to get sober, it was wild. Mm. It was wild. It was an interesting time. Yeah. And so what are you doing with them? Like, you you host a TV show. You are you doing um like do you do readings with people? How do you share these gifts with the world? I do. I share them a lot. I have a podcast called Haunted Road Trip Show, and I have a streaming TV show of the same name that will premiere this April on a whole lot of networks. Um, I also do, yeah, I do one-on-one readings. Um, I do some metaphysical affairs. I do party events, corporate events, all kinds of stuff. How did you get into the haunted, haunted side of things? You know, it was kind of like I tripped and I fell into it almost. Like, I would always watch these shows since they started, you know, like Ghost Hunters and all that kind of stuff that started, I guess, in the mid-aughts or whatever. And and this was even before I really discovered or, or accepted my abilities. And I would just go, you know, I can do that. Like, that, like, sh- okay, I'll, I can do that. And then once I started developing my mediumship and, um, you know, all of that, I thought, no, I I would be really good at that. But I just, you know, I don't, I didn't know how to put my toe in the water, right? Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit, and it just started kind of one of those ideas that just keeps coming up and coming up. And that's how you know the difference between your intuition and your ego is because the idea just keeps coming back around and coming back around and coming back around, right? And so you're saying if it keeps coming back around, then it's your intuition. Yeah, it's kind of like take a yeah. look at it and it and it'll come back around. Sometimes it'll be burning bush and sometimes it'll be a lot more subtler. And, you know, it just kept coming around and, and it was finally like, OK, uncle, 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 I'll do this. OK. And so it 
you know, started out as as a podcast and then it slowly but surely, you know, started to roll forward. And I was like, oh, oh, this. okay, Oh, I really have a chance because I, you know, I investigate from a different from a different lens than a lot of these shows do. Um, these shows out there are doing a lot of tech and, uh, you know, a lot of antagonizing and, and all of that. And, and don't get me wrong. I really love the tech stuff. I really love the proof and all of that kind of stuff. But I looked at these shows and I said, you guys are missing like 95% of all kinds of shit that's going on right in front of you because you are mm-hmm. so obsessed with getting something to beep or bloop or blink or whatever that you're missing the obvious. And I'm like, why don't they have mediums on here? Really qualified mediums in there with them the whole time. Because a lot of these Uh shows, you see a psychic medium on there for like two minutes, right? Two, three minutes tops. Okay. And it's like, why, you know, why aren't they there heading up this investigation? And then you coming in with the backup. Uh huh. Right, and and mixing it together with the evidence and the mediumship and the history and all of that, and and plus they don't, you know, I I I just saw it being done differently in a way that more educates the public and takes the fear out of communicating with spirit. Mm, that is that's a key, and that's, like so many people are afraid, yeah, because they're afraid of ghosts and. Or, yeah, like you said, the the spirits and because they don't know, like people, people's tendency is to be afraid of what they don't know. Yeah. And I'm here just to, you know, help spirits have their best afterlives and educate the living on how to communicate confidently and clearly with those in the spirit world. Hmm. Yeah. Where have you been in your in your to- in your tours. Cool places. Cool places. Um I have been to a haunted hotel that Bonnie and Clyde stayed at. Uh really cool. And I'm looking to get back to a few other places in that town as well. Um I went to a really spooky haunted um I don't know if you would call it an estate or what you would call it, but it's called Victoria's Black Swan Inn and a couple other really just stellar places that I just was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Have you there's a place in, in Nevada that has a hotel. I'll have to find out the name of it. Um, that is supposed to be haunted. And uh, I would. Yeah. Find yeah. me. Find me the name. Yeah, there's. There's lots of haunted places in Nevada. Is it is it a clown motel or something? I've been seeing online a, a line for what? I won't like clowns already like get me. I'm already like I don't know about clowns. <laughs> you don't like clowns? I don't like it because I don't like I I don't like masks on people. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um. No, I think it's in Tonopah. Oh, it's called the Mitzbah Hotel, I think. No, wait. That. It says the world plate. Wait, there is a world famous clown motel in Tonopah. That might be it, but I thought it was the Mitzpah. M-I-Z-P-A-H. 
Uh, yeah, I'll have to figure yeah. out which one it is. There is a clown motel hotel there too. Yeah, I've heard that is got some serious paranormal activity. Um, yeah. Now, uh, there was some stuff happening at the Ms. Ms. Pa Hotel too. I'm just looking it up right now. I have to. F- yeah. Wow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere it's like four hour drive from from las vegas so no we wouldn't i mean we you know we're looking forward to filming filming at other places sponsors have been very kind and helpful in that um in uh um in denver as well yeah cool um and then do you teach people how to use their own abilities in this realm? I do. I teach mediumship and uh, psychic development classes. You just go to my website and you'll see um, you'll see on there very clearly psychic and mediumship development classes. I try to make this okay. ultimately clear as possible. But yeah, I do a lot of a lot of my classes are online by Zoom, things like that because I just, I have so uh-huh. many people around everywhere, so yeah, what um what's the biggest reason that people come to you for that? Like they want to learn why do they want to learn how to use it? Like is there something driving them or are they just curious or there's a you know a lot of a lot of reasons why but mostly it's to get a structure and an understanding of how their mechanics work as an intuitive. Mhm. You know, they're like I know I have this car, I just I I don't know how to drive it. And then I give them the kind of, you know, driver's ed. Here's what's going on. <laughs> driver's ed for intuition. Yeah, driver's ed for intuition and mediumship. Okay, here's here's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That is awesome. Yes. Um, what what's like what's a, something that surprised you or something that you learned um through your abilities that like, did you get a message for somebody one time that you just were like, wow, I didn't like what's what's like some kind of crazy story? Uh, you know, there there's a lot of them. And to be honest with you, it always amazes me with spirit, like spirit, yeah. like don't put spirit in a box. Don't put it in a corner. Like it will surprise and amaze you every single time. Um, I remember. OK, this this. This one really sticks out. This one blew my mind. Um, this was um, early in my professional career. And, and I had just started doing mediumship readings. And I went to this big local event, right? One of these big national events came in. And um, I had my table there. And, um, you know, this husband and wife came up and they were both kind of really, really nervous. And, and the wife sat down with me and the husband went off to do whatever. And she's like, I really, you know, I really need this a mediumship reading. I said, OK. And I sat down and um, I started opening up and um, I'm trying to remember exactly how it happened. So I can tell I'm like, um, I remember her mother came through. Uh-huh. And I don't remember the exact messages or anything, anything like that. Um, but her mother came through and I, and then I said, I said, um, I remember saying, um, you know, I have this man with her 
and um feels like your dad and i just started describing him and this and this and i go but just feels like he just got over there or, or something's happening with his transition right now she's talking about her eyes got real big and looked at me and um she said um yeah my my father's in the hospital right now on 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 life support and uh we don't really know what's happening. I said, okay. I said, I'm really sorry. And and at that point, her husband, I remember her husband came around and tapped her on the shoulder. And he said, we have to go to the hospital. Just called your dad coded. He's dying. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. I was like, uh. Yeah. Um, right. What do you say to that? Yeah. I was like, I, I, I mean, I was just like, okay. But what, you know, what she did figure out was she was like, it was really peaceful to know that he was already with my mother. Yes. That was the piece that, that it got her. So when she did know that, oof, I just get chills everywhere. Uh. That he was, you know, in a, in a much better place, however you want to place that. But I remember that blew my mind as like, I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because even though you know you have this ability, I think that's, um, you know, something that when we start trusting our intuition, when we start allowing synchronicities or connections like what you're talking about or any kind of, um, you know, what, what we commonly call coincidences and things like that, that's normal. Like that is how it is supposed to be. I put supposed to in quotes, you know, but I still and hope I always am still amazed when it happens. Like it's just a, such a, an awe. Yeah. We use the word awesome all the time, but really awe inspiring when something like that yeah. happens. And it really, it really puts you like, it always puts me in a place of like humility and, and faith and like, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's, there are things that we will never understand in this human logical realm. Yeah. Um, there, you know, there are things that are bigger and beyond all of us as an individual spirit, as an individual mm-hmm. ego on this planet. And I am, you know, I'm always honored that spirit nominated me to work for them because yeah. like everything else, I'm like, ooh, that seems boring. I wouldn't want to do that my whole life. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And I mean, with me, I get to channel and I get to hear all kinds of, you know, crazy family secrets and, you know, code languages and this happened on this Christmas and he almost burned down the house. (laughs) (laughs) I get all kinds of great stories from people about their family and how they loved each other so much. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I bet it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fascinated by all of that. And, um, yes, yeah, I, I, what's that? I, yeah, it, it is, it is very fascinating. And, you know, I was, I was really obsessed with the occult as a kid. You remember them timeline books? Remember timeline? Yes. yes. And they had, of course, they had the timeline series on, um, I, I can't even remember all the books that they had because it was such a long series. But I remember that there was one on Egypt and haunting and ghosts and 
Like, I just was like, I don't know how many chores I need to do, but I need to get these books. Really? Yeah. That See, I was never intrigued. I was all, I still, I'm always a little bit afraid of, like, the haunted stuff. But I am intrigued by the spirituality, the, the, um, the mediumship, but not, I don't know, I guess like the haunted house part of things, like what you're talking about, where you go into them, that's still a little, uh, uh, no thanks for me, but, (laughs) (laughs) but the mediumship and the into the intuitive readings and things like that, that's fascinating to me. And my family has always been one about who dreams. Like we remember our dreams or like um, when my grandmother passed, I think it was my uncle, my mom and my grandfather all had a similar dream oh. that same night. Um, that let that yeah. let you guys know she was okay or. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Something to that effect. And so so that's always been a part of my family on my mom's side, the dreaming and the the intuition kind of thing right. so it was never like a weird thing for me but i don't my my ability is not as developed as yours it's you know and i tell people like you don't most people don't go to development classes to be professionals you know uh, mm-hmm. most people just develop them just to understand how to work with them and communicate them and and strengthen them in their own lives for whatever that means you know in their own career in their yeah. own personal lives Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to say something that I have never said before to anyone, I don't think. Um, But it seems like it's appropriate right now in terms of like the intuitive stuff and dreams. When my, I still, so both of my cats passed away in 2022. And before even the first one did, I was having dreams that I was traveling with the older one. She and I were traveling. And like, I would let her go places without a leash. And I was like, oh, my husband's going to be mad at me for letting her run on off on her own or whatever. And then she would get lost and I'd have to find her. And But I was traveling with her. And I just didn't really think anything about it. But then the younger one passed away. And Panther and I ended up going on that month-long road trip together. And I, I think back and I was like, okay, those dreams were somehow like, Pre, what's the word premonitions mm-hmm. precog um, precog that we that she and i were going to be traveling together like just the two of us and but no idea that that that's why that's how we got to do it was because karma had passed already yep mm-hmm. isn't that yeah. interesting that's why i tell people keep if you have visual visual dreams or if you can remember your dreams keep a dream journal and see you know how how they start playing out in your life because not yeah, everything yeah. is and, a play by play everything can be very symbolic and very you know. right i was just gonna say that thank you for bringing that up because like just because somebody dies doesn't mean they're going to die yeah it's it's symbolic sim- symbolic mm-hmm. it is it's like i have my symbols for my dreams i have my symbols when i'm clean you know communicating with with spirit and things like that so um, yeah, and I always, I always love to write dreams down, and then, and then when stuff starts happening, I love to go back and read what I wrote about that. It's like, oh, wow, yeah. that was almost verbatim what happened. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, are you pre? What's the, what's the term? Um, 
pre-sentient, pre was like, do you feel things? You see things, you hear things or all of them? All of it. I got all the Claire's, okay. all them Claire okay. sisters. Yeah. Yes. That's what I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. When, when, you know, when, and this is what I, I, I educate my students a lot about, like, you'll hear people say, you know, I'm, I'm such and such, I'm a clairvoyant. Well, that probably just means that that's their dominant psychic ability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're also, you know, clairsentient and claircognizant. And, and they're all of it. We're not just one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is so interesting. Like, I could have this conversation all afternoon, but we don't have all afternoon. So, um <laughs> Before I ask how people can get in touch with you, because I'm sure that uh, if anybody listening is as fascinated by all of this as I am, they will want to reach out and continue a conversation with you. But before I ask you where, how they can do that, you know, the next, the next question is, Uh-oh. what's your, it, the hype song? You're going to make me what's choose. I know you said you, you had a hard time choosing. You're welcome to mention more than one. Okay. But what's what are the well, okay, okay? So for you, what are the songs you listen to when you need an extra boost of energy? Okay, okay. I'm gonna give situations behind them so then we can have some context, right? Okay, cool. okay. Probably like right before I go on stage for something, or if I'm at a big event, then I probably have to listen to something like Eminem, "Lose Yourself," right? Mm-hmm. And then if I am, um, like, um. If I got to get on a big call, right, like on like and I've got to I've got to sell the show and get a big sponsorship or something, I'll I'll listen to like they call me the breeze because <laughs> it makes me laugh yes. and I love Leonard Skinner and it's like, yeah, I can fucking do that shit. Yes. And um, then like if I am um, and if I just want to pick me up and if I just want to, you know, laugh about life. Then I'll listen to like Jimmy Buffett. We are the people our parents warned us about. Because if yes. I had to, if, if, you know, that could be written right on my memorial. She was the people our parents warned us about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I love Ring it. Ring the bell and... if you understand. Yes. Uh, yes. Would be some... Wait, there are sound effects some here in this. I don't know how to use them. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Maybe I'll have Adam drop that in yeah. at that at that moment, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. And I love that because I don't, no one else has ever picked a Leonard Skinner song. What? At, no. Oh my God. What type no. of people are you having on your show, Lori? I don't know. I may need to reevaluate. No. <laughs> and I, I feel compelled to, to um, mention that throughout this entire interview, which you, you, you're not able to see, but Tracy has had a cat sitting on her lap. My precious black cat, Sassy. Yes, Sassy. Mm-hmm. So adorable. I appreciate that she was joining us for this for this interview. Okay, so now if people want to reach you, where do they find you? Okay, um, they can uh, go to my links that are probably in the show notes. Yep, they'll be in the they'll show be, notes. Uh, they'll be in the show notes. Um, join me on my one and only TikTok account. Or uh, follow me on YouTube on Haunted Road Trip Show. Haunted Road Trip Show. Yes, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna be tuning in for that, and I appreciate that it's on YouTube because that's pretty much the only place I watch stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, join me on TikTok. Awesome. I like to go live. I do a lot of free readings when I go live, jam, talk to people, bullshit, whatever. There's some incentive. Yeah. Free readings. Yeah. Yes. Free. I, I mean, free readings when I go live. It's, All it's right. Pretty, it gets pretty interesting on there when I. We will see you there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today, Tracy, on Fine is a Four Letter Word. Yeah. The moment Tracy showed up for her interview and the first thing she said was, fine, I'm here. I knew this was going to be a fantastic and fun show. Here are a few of my top takeaways. Number one, your authenticity is whatever you decide it is. When Tracy revealed her ability to know who was calling before the days of caller ID and go straight for the box that contained the one present she really wanted, her family said, no, we don't do that. Having recognized from an early age that there was so much more than what she was experiencing growing up, Tracy is a natural cycle breaker, or blueprint breaker, as we talked about in Amy Palmer's episode. Number two, profound changes come from within. To heal herself, begin recovery from alcoholism, and essentially find herself, Tracy moved to Austin, Texas on a dare. The change of scenery didn't solve her problems, though, because you bring your problems with you. Wherever you go, there you are. Number three, being a cycle breaker is an act of courage. When one person heals in a family, other family members who are still stuck in their stuff don't like it. This is because now they have a mirror. They've got somebody reflecting back to them that they can get over their stuff too and heal. But it triggers their own insecurities, shame, and doubt. Number four, as Tracy loves to say on the Haunted Road Trips show, paranormal history is dying to be heard. Connecting with those who have crossed over can allow for healing, acceptance, and closure, as well as clarity about what's going on in today's world. Number five, your dreams are symbolic, and they carry messages. If you have visual dreams or you can remember your dreams, keep a dream journal. See how they play out in your life. Not everything is play-by-play or literal. Oftentimes, the messages are symbolic, and it's up to you to interpret and figure out the lessons from them in the conscious world. Thanks for listening to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. If you've enjoyed the show, please follow and share it with a friend. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform to help others discover it too. You can find links to my socials on my website, zenrabbit.com. And before you go, take a moment to reflect on what you're grateful for today. Remember, you have the power to create a life you love, and I'm proud of you. Thanks for joining me. Take care.